You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Rocks podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman, and I'm here with my co-host, McQuaid Arnold. McQuaid, how are you doing? I'm doing outstanding after a great Sunday victory for the Packers. Yeah, they went into very hostile territory in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Florida. They beat a team and a quarterback that has troubled them quite a bit, uh, at least they did in uh, a couple years ago. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a very interesting game. It was definitely defense heavy, special teams heavy. I would say the defense and the special teams won the game for Green Bay. Um, though it's worth being said, the offense did put up more points against the Buccaneers defense than the Buccaneers had allowed to any opponent this season. They had only allowed one offensive touchdown the entire season and the Packers doubled that. So there's some measure of victory. There is some, it's definitely worth you know, saying that the Buccaneers defense is very, very good. But there's definitely also stuff that I think the Packers need to work on. No, yeah, the, you're 100% right about the the taking away a, a win from this uh, game, just in the sense of being able to score touchdowns. But but when they did, they made it look so easy. That offense was flying down the field at ease during the first uh, you know half, really. Aaron Rodgers ended the first half 15 of 18 for 100-plus yards. He had an almost perfect passer rating, so it was nice to see the offense move that way, and then it really seemed like that Aaron Jones fumble on the goal line kind of turned everything around as far as uh, momentum. You know, the, obviously Green Bay didn't score another point after that time, after yeah. that drive, and uh, you know, it was nice to be able to rely on the defense, and big shout-out to special teams. Not only did they uh, play well today, but they contributed to the win because of Pat O'Donnell's record setting or record tying five punts inside the 20. Um, so it was nice to see that happen. But, you know, one of these days you'll we'll, we'll see the offense put together a full four-quarter four game with the defense, special teams playing that way. And it, it makes Green Bay a tough team to beat. Yeah, it's definitely you know, the, the offense. You can still tell they're fine, trying to find their footing. And like I said, you have a lot of studs on that Buccaneers defense. It's not an easy team to go against. Um, well, you know, pretty much every team they they face has struggled. Uh, the final stats: 
just going to read some of those off here. The Packers, uh, they had 315 total yards, so a pretty respectable number. They were able to, able to move the ball, especially you mentioned the first couple drives. That last drive, they really felt like it kind of stalled the Packers' offense out. Um, they were able to, uh, looks like, gain they yeah, it's 12 total drives, 5.2 yards per play. That's 248 yards passing, 67 yards running. Um, now, they did rush the ball 25 times. It was just that Buccaneers defense held them to 2.7 yards per carry. And I think that that's kind of one of the reasons why they stalled out is especially after the second half, the Buccaneers defense, they really tackled well. Like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the, the issues they had in the first the first half where, you know, Randall Cobb just ca- is catching the ball and running 50 yards. That wasn't happening because the Buccaneers were just stopping plays as soon as they uh, came into contact with the uh, ball carrier. Yeah, seeing seeing that the Tampa Bay defense tighten up and Green Bay not be able to rely on the run game, which we have figured is going to be their crutch all year long, um, and still pull out a win was was nice to see. You know, Aaron Jones looked electric on those first two drives, and then and then after that, it was kind of tough sledding for both running backs. Um, I still think Aaron Jones, even though he had the fumble, he, he proved once again how valuable he is to this offense when the offense is clicking. Um, you know, ob- obviously everyone's talking about Romeo, Romeo Dobbs and his performance that he had. That's massive for the team going forward and, and having him out there for the duration of the season. And when uh, Christian Watson comes back, um, he is still a, a, a freak of nature athlete, athlete yeah. and he's going to come out there and make a difference. So, the wide receiving core, and then obviously Sammy Watkins isn't out there anymore for the next three or four weeks. So um, have, having the, the, the offense the way it is now, um, being able to win games like these, knowing what it can be come week 16, 17, 18, is, uh, is really, really, really optimistic. Yeah. But in the meantime, having the special teams and defense play the way they are is, is incredible. Yeah, definitely. What, what's your take on kind of what went wrong? What do you think the Packers should have done or should they have done anything differently against the Buccaneers' defense? I think that that if there was a way to to open up the run game more, I mean, this offense, they're going to have to run the ball to, to pass the ball. If, if they want to throw successfully, they have to pass the ball or to run the ball effectively. And uh, uh, being able to, to establish a run game a little bit more. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is basically a sixth offensive lineman out there. Um, set up the run or, or run the ball, even if it's tough sledding, set up the run. And then I'm a huge fan of uh, play action pass in this uh, um, in this offense. But not only that, right, setting up the run for the play action pass, it seems kind of kind of rudimentary. That's kind of, you know, simplistic answer. I like the RPOs. They were doing those extremely yeah. effectively in the first half, and I didn't see it much in the second half. Um, I don't I don't want to say that that this was just a – um, one play changed the outcome of the game with Aaron Jones fumble, but it's gosh darn hard to figure out another <laughs> another example of what happened, what went so wrong with his offense. They just lost the win out of the sales. Yeah, yeah, it just felt like stuff that was working before wasn't working anymore. And there was there's other issues. You know, they shot themselves in the, in the foot a couple times with penalties. Um, I thought that it. it I'm and this is something I'm going to be watching when I go back to kind of look at the tape is I thought that they went away from Aaron Jones on running downs. Um, I felt like they went to a lot of under center stuff with A.J. Dillon, and I think that that's a really good option against some teams, but with the Buccaneers' defense, with how strong they are up the middle, I just I felt like that was kind of running into a brick wall a little bit. I would have liked them to see it, them get the ball to Aaron Jones, get him out, on outside tracks, you know, on pin and pull. 
outside zone, that sort of thing. Just just try to get outside on, on that Buccaneers defense. And like you said, there were some RPOs that they, they weren't really able to go to again. Um, speci- specifically, one thing I kind of noticed was they, they weren't really getting back to their glance RPOs, which glance is essentially... It's they were talking about it on the broadcast. It goes under a couple different names, but essentially the the quarterback it's a it's a upfield RPO rather than a horizontal RPO. The quarterback is throwing um it's called a skinny post. It's basically just a short post route. Uh, they they're reading the linebackers to see you know if they're drawn up by the run attempt. If they aren't, they can hand it off. If they are, you can fire it to the wide receiver. And you, that's what you saw Randall Cobb get that big catch and run on. That's what you saw Romeo Dobbs get the big gain on on the first drive. Even last week, that's what you saw Sammy Watkins get, get a good gain on. I, th- I think that was during the first drive for them. But I'll, I'll be interested to see if the Buccaneers were doing something different with their coverages to kind of shut that down. But I would have liked to see them get back to that a little bit more. I think that that being able to to have this conversation about what the offense could and more, putting up 14 points and still getting the win, um, has to go to so much credit to the defense and kind of kind of just – Met quickly commenting on on um, a few players. I think that, that Devondre Campbell is the MVP from today's game. <laughs> He's on the defensive side of the ball, but not only that, Keyshawn Nixon stepped in when Jared Alexander went out. There was a ton. Quay Walker was a menace, and his speed and agility yeah. is on full display on a weekly basis. Seeing the offense or seeing the, the the offense struggle, being able to rely on the defense, but not only that. And I know I already said it, but the special team setting them up five punts inside the 20. If Tom Brady, I don't care who, who, what weapons he has or does not have. If Tom Brady is unable to drive the length of the field against this defense, it's going to be a hard press for many teams to do that this year. Uh, And I'm very excited to see consistently throughout the year, the special teams setting up the defensive good situations, which then bodes well for the offense. I think all three are going to click this year eventually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The, the special teams, it was, this is surprising to say as a Packers fan, it, they were good. Uh, there were a couple moments, there was a kind of an iffy uh, running into the kicker penalty that I thought was kind of BS a little bit, right? It looked like the Green Bay player was actually pushed into the kicker, but, you know, semantics. Other than that, I mean, there are multiple plays where Rudy Ford, uh, one of their gunners, was just getting downfield quickly and forcing fair catch. I mean, they were they were legitimately a good a good unit. They were a, a positive unit for for Green Bay. And you know, in, in games where your offense is going to struggle like this, I, I think that that's you know one thing you really need that you need to have to be able to you know kind of rely on while your while your offense finds its footing. Um, like you mentioned, there were there was a lot of credit that's due to the defense. Um, we will get to that, uh, but before we do that, just want to uh, take a quick break for some messages from our sponsors. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, we are back. We're talking the Packers victory over the Buccaneers. And I think, you know, we, we were kind of beating around the bush a little bit with the offense, special teams. I think the defense was the headliner for this game. I mean, they were dominant. And not just like, it wasn't just, you know, passing game. We talked how we talked about last week. They held the Buccaneers running game to 2.4 yards per rush. Uh, it was 34 rushing yards on 14 attempts. That is good. Like for a team that is supposedly the, the run defense is you know, the, the weakest link that is really, really good. Uh, I mean, and it's worth saying the Buccaneers have had a bad run game up to this point in the season, but even considering that, that is a, a very low number for a defense that was struggling with that coming into this game. Going into this game, you know, knowing that their passing game is going to take a hit and knowing their offensive line has played well. And Leonard Fournette, I think is, you know, I think he's better than than uh, David Montgomery from the Bears last week. You know, we could get into a debate about Dalvin Cook and and Leonard Fournette, but either way, we we weren't facing a a, a scrub this week. We were, Leonard Fournette yeah. is one of the better running backs in the league, and we held him in check. Those first drive or two kind of made you worried. He kind of had his way those first couple drives, but after that, deep, Green Bay's defense buckled down, and and Kenny Clark and Jaron Reed on the interior defensive line was absolutely wrecking people all night or all afternoon long. It was such a nice thing to see. Um, that defensive line not only has superstar talent, but they have depth talent. And it was it was on full display today. Um, I know I already mentioned it, Devondre Campbell menaced in, that, in the interior. Um, I think that Quay Walker is showing what type, what kind of, what speed can do with that inside, inside linebacker position from – Last yeah. week, stopping Justin Fields on that on that you know quarterback scramble to the to the goal line. To this week, he was flying left and right, sideline to sideline at, at that position, and it was that front seven is going to be scary once they play a full eighteen games together, seventeen games together, and then go into the postseason. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think the, de- the defensive line was one of the MVPs of this game. You kind of talked about some individual players, but even, you know, the, the r- normal suspects, right? Kenny Clark was wreaking havoc. Uh, Rashawn Gary was really good. Um, Preston Smith looked good. I'm still, you know, watching some through some of the tape, even though he didn't have a sack or anything like that. He, he seemed to hold up well. Um, but even the backup guys, like Dean Lowry was holding up well. Jaron Reed, you mentioned, he got a pressure and came close to a sack. Um Heck, even Devontae Wyatt. I've I've been watching. I was watching, and there was a, a snap where he, you know, splits a double team and gets pressure on Brady right before he throws. And you know, when you get that kind of contributions from your backups, um, and you even go into the edge. You know, I, I thought that um, Kingsley and Agbar had some pressures, and that's great to see from a team that has had to play a lot of its starters at edge and in. in interior defensive line a lot the past couple games you want to see those guys stepping up especially against a team that can hurt you on in multiple phases you know having having the depth and and the talent there is something that we haven't had 
at least consistently for for this is the year that, that that you know I feel like this defense can come together and and actually play at a top tier level. You, week one, I'm still gonna hang my hat on the fact that Justin Jefferson beat Green Bay, not the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and and uh, since then, I think after this game, they're allowing 15 points per game. Uh, which is incredible. Aaron Rodgers said today, if you allow 12 points in a game, we're going to win that game every single time. Um, and now looking ahead, right, at the, at the schedule, just, just real quick, right, next week we face Patriots at home. It turns out maybe no Mac Jones, right? Yeah. He suffered that injury today. By the way, that was on, on the last play of the game in a double-digit uh, or a two-possession game, so kind of a rough break there for the kid. But then they go, I believe, to London to play the Giants. Then at home with the, against the Jets, and then they think they're at home against the Commanders. They play the Commanders. Those are the next three or four games in a row. Um, Green Bay has a chance to go on a bit of, a bit of a run here before the, the schedule gets tough. And that schedule getting tough includes playing the Bills and playing the Cowboys, who at that point in time should have Dak Prescott back. Uh, I know we go down to Miami on Christmas, who all of a sudden look like an AFC contender. Um, there's yeah. a multi, and then obviously playing the Lions twice still, who they look, you know, you know, they 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 went full blown Lion today and blew a lead late, but they look good yeah. this year so far. Um, it includes going to Philadelphia, who is all of a sudden it seems like a contender in the NFC. So the schedule is is right now. Right, having this win today was big because we're about to go into a three or four game stretch where they all should be wins, and then it starts kind of the gauntlet time. Um, and, and getting the momentum now is, is big. Yeah, definitely. And another, another aspect of the defense I wanted to point out, the safeties, I thought the safeties were really good. Um, there was, there was at least one sack, uh, Rashawn Gary sack that was caused by the, the coverage downfield, what their safeties were able to do to cover up those deep routes. Um, there, there was a kind of a, a pass interference against Dar- Darnell Savage that was called. It looked to me on the broadcast that was kind of, Ticky tacky. Um, he kind of got his arm wrapped around the receiver, but he never really impeded the progress. So you know you can go back and forth on that. But uh, there was, I know Adrian Amos. I believe he had a tackle for a loss in the run game. Uh, I believe it was kind of a screen out to the um, edge of the edge of the offense. Uh, but I thought they played really well uh, against uh, this Buccaneers defense or Buccaneers offense. Sorry. And that's something we're going to need to see. All need to see consistently all year long um i think it, you know good confidence booster for playing against these wide receivers you know not having to go against mike evans and, and chris godwin was big but um neat, seeing that type of play going forward on a, on, a, on a daily basis or weekly basis is is going to be a huge part in this defense being complete uh we've we've praised the front seven we've played praised the cornerbacks even without jr alexander um but if your safeties are getting beat consistently, that that defense, that 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 all the other little things being done right can kind of go to the wayside. So seeing those those safeties, even not, I mean, Adrian Amos is, is is one of the better safeties in the league. There, there's no question about that. It's kind of just been a Darnell Savage who has made mistakes here and there over the last couple of years. Um, just seeing them not lose the game for us, kind of like how we we treat special teams or we used to treat special teams. Uh, was so nice to see, and and you're right. They made they made plays. They were they were actively contributing to the win today. So that was really big to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you mentioned the second level. Those linebackers were fast. Quay Walker he caused a fumble downfield, just hustling to the ball. 
Um, you know, that's a, that's a big play. I mean, the, the Buccaneers were driving on that, on that series and they could have easily scored a field goal to change the impact uh, outcome of the game. Um, and then Keyshawn Nixon, like you mentioned, I mean, man, he, he was just signed off the street. He was with the Raiders, was a backup, a special teamer for pretty much his entire career here. He comes in against Tom Brady in a, in a you know, a, a, an opponent against an opponent that we've seen kill Green Bay from the slot. You know, Scotty Miller in the uh, NFC Championship. Though I think that was outside, sorry. Um, I know Chris Godwin, he, he caught a touchdown, I believe, in the NFC Championship a couple years ago. But he held up well. He didn't. There, he was not penalized. I believe he caused a f- fumble. There were a couple plays where he was able to guard his receiver really well. I mean, it seems like we have something in this kid. It's it's really cool to see. Kind of hit him, kind of trending in that Rasul Douglas type of of mindset. Signed off the street or off a practice squad and and coming and contributing real minutes. Um, you know, Matt Lafleur walked away from the podium today with a with a big smile on his face <laughs> when asked about J. Alexander and his situation. Um, so he, there there is no updates. We have no updates. Yeah. But, but the immediate you know return or or whatever body reaction that Matt Lafleur had, you're hoping that it's that, that not not a long term thing. Um, groin injury those can linger kind of like hamstrings but not not near not usually as as, as severe um, you just hope we get Jared back next week or going forward um, especially for a late season push but I'm not even I'm, I'm not even thinking about that severe <laughs> severity I'm just thinking you know get him on the field next week yeah definitely um, and, and and like you mentioned earlier if, the, if there's a stretch where we need to have our best corner out for a couple games this is probably going to be the the stretch that you want to have that in again going against you know next week a Patriots who could be without their starting quarterback um, an, an update on that uh, Adam Schefter a couple hours ago tweeted that he's believed to have suffered a high ankle sprain he'll you know undergo an MRI on Monday to you know confirm the diagnosis and determine the severity and so he could very well be out and then I think you've got either Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi uh, at quarterback for the Patriots. I mean, that's especially given the, how their offense has struggled over the past, over the first couple games of the season. That's not a matchup you're too worried about m- missing Jair for. Yeah. Especially, you know, in green Bay three twenty five game, um, you, you know, Brian Hoyer or whoever they, they throw at their quarterback. If Mac Jones does not play um, does not bode well for, for, for the Patriots against this defense, um, especially if they're able to c- c- continue this high caliber run defense play they had today, um, Green Bay is is really you know they're in a position to take advantage of this schedule and take advantage of the next few weeks uh, and go into the next you know that that like we keep mentioning the gauntlet um, and especially with the late bye they have a late bye this year off the top of my head I do not remember what, what week it is but it's late in the season um, they they have a chance to really get ahead of steam going before they're tested and uh, having, having a, a, a Mac Jones list Patriot squad. I'm never going to count on a bill Belichick coach team, but yeah, if I've never been more confident to play a bill Belichick team than I am next week, if Mac Jones is a, a no go. Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple, a couple other things, you know, I, I think that the, the ball security is worth watching the Packers, you know, they had a couple fumbles last week. Uh, that's, those were seemed more fluky 
than anything else, but they also lost a fumble. You mentioned Aaron Jones at the goal line. Aaron Rodgers threw, her, you know, uh, at least based on the broadcast, a pretty bad interception. And so that's going to be, you know, that that's normally not something we see with, that we've seen with this Packers team over the past couple of years. And so that's something I think that's worth watching in the coming weeks. You know, will they be able to clean that up? Because contenders, you know, they, they aren't going to turn the ball over a bunch of times. Uh, they, you're not going to win a lot of games doing that. And so it's something I definitely like to see cleaned up. I think that's that's a good point about the running backs for sure. I think that we've had a fumble, um, was it all three games so far, or just two games so far? Yeah, I think all three games. So that is that is extremely you know worrisome. I I don't think that any team can rely on on intercepting Aaron Rodgers. We've grown over the last eighteen yeah. or so to know that's not going to be a trend that continues. But. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the running back, the running game. If we're going to continue to rely on them, lean on them, fumbling the football is is just not not acceptable. It's not something you can do. So that's something you're 100 percent right that that can cost Green Bay late in the season, um, and that's definitely got to get tightened up. But but uh, you know, every other aspect of, of and that wasn't really an issue last year. You know, so yeah. every other aspect of of the running game has seems to have improved from last year to this year. Um, at least just given, you know, the early returns. But, uh, yeah, that needs to get cleaned up for sure. Yeah, on the positive side of trends that, you know, we've seen over the past couple games, tackling was really good, I thought, this game. Um, I th- There were, you know, it's not a, always easy to tackle a guy like Leonard Fournette, but I thought the Packers did a very good job. Yep, I'm a very – and the, the, the way this offensive line is blocking, um, I'm very, <laughs> very excited for what this offense can be. It's same with the defense, just clean up those little things here and there. Uh, and I think that we could be, you know, for the first two games, three games of the season, the Bills looked like the absolute power. No one could touch them, you know, the, the most yeah. team. And today, I understand Miami is a good team, but they they did not look very good today um, in, in, in in very significant amount of stretches. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, stumbling on the road against the the winless at the time Indianapolis Colts that was surprising so yeah here's a reminder this week is another reminder that this 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 uh this league is wide open and it's, it's really the team that comes together and is the most healthy at the end of the season yeah definitely and you know we we saw David Bakhtiari out there that was awesome to see I mean to get to see him get through the game obviously they were rotating series with the Yash Nyman um, but he looked good. I didn't really notice him at all. And like people have said over the, you know, over the years, that's a pretty good sign for an os- offensive lineman. Um, hopefully, you know, his body will respond well. It was a hot game. It was a tiring game an intense game. And so hopefully we'll see him, you know, out practicing again, out on the field again, uh, against the Patriots. It'll definitely help, uh, the Packers, their next couple games, um, should be at home, uh, from what I remember. And so that that should help a little bit. You won't have that extra stress of travel to deal with. But it, it was great to see him out there. Yeah, we have our next uh, our next three games are quote unquote at home. But one of those is we're the home team in London. So right, we're home, London, then home. Then we go to Washington. <laughs> uh, we got a tough tough three game road stretch to Washington. I understand that might, that might be a, a easy quote unquote win, but. Um, Still something to keep an eye on, but then to to Buffalo and then to Detroit, where you know the Lions continuously play play us tough in Detroit. So, but what you said about Bakhtiari is funny that he was asked after the game how he feels about rotating series, and he said he hated it. He absolutely hated <laughs> it. It was pretty funny. Um, but Green Bay, being as cautious as they are, 
I thought it was extremely smart of them to rotate him in, get Yash Nijman, who in of himself is playing outstanding at that lo- at that left tackle position in in Bacchiari's absence. He did last year is 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 again this year um, was just a perfect you know role or, or segment segue from basically not playing for 21 months and then coming in and playing a, a, a good Tampa Bay defense in a, like you mentioned, a, a brutal climate. We saw Alan Lazard throw up on the sideline today because just yeah. exhaustion. So I think Green Bay played that extremely well. I think that if they did it one more time next week, it wouldn't be surprising, but also given Bakhtiari's comments, they might, they might never do it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As long as he stays healthy, you know, this offensive line with Bacchiar out there is big and then allows, you know, Elton Jenkins to stay at that right tackle position. The one thing that, that I am kind of concerned about is that – not I shouldn't say concerned, but it feels like a missed opportunity is that Yash Nijman, he played right tackle his whole senior year in college. And he did it at, 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 a, at a pretty good, um, you know, level of play. But just he seemed to struggle so far in, in the NFL when he plays right tackle. So – if there were ever were a way to get Yash Nijman playing well at that right tackle position, that would allow Green Bay to put Elton Jenkins back at his true position at guard. Um, and that offensive line, I know that Josh Myers had maybe a, a few missed opportunities today, but overall he's been a darn good center. And this offensive line could go from, you know, good to one of the best if if, if that if, if we're able to find someone to play the right tackle position in a, in a very, you know, above average level or as, as well as Elton Jenkins playing it right now. Cause we remember Elton Jenkins, he's an all pro offensive line. You can put him anywhere you want, but right tackle, right tackle is just about as far from his normal position as possible. He usually plays left guard, lots of experience left tackle, but they have him all the way at right tackle and he's doing it well. Yeah. You find someone to plug in there, put it somewhat and then put it, put uh, Jenkins at left tackle or left guard. That'd be big. Yeah. Um, what, one last person I wanted to shout out here, Joe Barry, he designed a great game plan, I think, for, for the Buccaneers. There were a couple drives where the Packers defense struggled a little bit. The, the first drive, um, the, the drives leading up to the, uh, the end of the first half and the end of the game were obviously a little bit more dicey, though I think that based on my initial watch, those were uh, some of that was coverage busts rather than actually the, the design or the coverage called. Um, but I, I thought, you know, he mixed it up. He sit with sending pressure for multiple areas. He was using Quay Walker as a blitzer a ton. Um, he was design design or disguising coverages really well. I, I thought he had a really good game plan this week. Yeah, I think that that seeing the the and we've we've kind of seen it week to week that the offense the, the offensive team or the opposing team I should say kind of has a good first drive of the game and then they uh you know Green Bay kind of tightens up. We saw it against the Bears and we saw it today. Um, you know the Vikings they had a good first drive and and it was it was hit or miss the rest of the rest of the game after that. Uh, uh, however, we all know how little Week One means to Green Bay. Um, <laughs> so you're but you're right. Seeing Joe Barry, in my opinion, drastically uh, make in game adjustments and have this defense. How this defense looked from drive number one of Tampa Bay through the very last drive of Tampa Bay. All those in between drives, it was like an elite defense. You know that yeah. last two minute drive by Tom Brady was just vintage Tom Brady. And that first drive of the game was, I think, just them trying to figure them out. But Joe Barry has done an exceptional job of of getting this defense to uh, make in game adjustments. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Well, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we got out of here? Nope, that was it. It was a good good Sunday of football. Yeah, it's always good when the Packers are able to win against a NFC borderline rival. I, I would call them a rival since they've beat us a couple times in recent years. But I want to thank everyone for uh, listening to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. Uh, you can catch us uh, around the same time every week on the, the network, and uh, we'll see you again soon.